Welcome to Meaning Over Money, a different kind of financial podcast where money is never about money. Welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are so excited to have you here. We hope you're having an awesome week. And regardless of when you're listening to this, we hope it adds value to your journey. And if it does add value, it would mean the world to us if you would share with a friend or to rate and review our show. It makes a big difference. Now, as you know, we love your questions. We get a lot of questions. We're we're always grateful for your questions. A lot of the times your questions are the ideas for the episodes. And we always say this is a show for you, about you. And so if, if you have questions, there's things that you want to hear about, things you want to learn about, things you're confused about. That's what we want to talk about, because what I want to talk about doesn't matter. It's really about what do you want us to talk about? And so today we're going to do a Q&A episode. We haven't done one of those in a while. And as always, if you send in your questions, we'd love to answer them. And so I have three questions today that I think a lot of people can relate to. And so we're just going to go one by one, and hopefully this adds some value to you. Number one. How do I get back on track with my budget after I overspend? This one is so common. You know, we can have the best intentions and we can have a good budget and we're doing so well, but something happens or some things happen. It, it takes, you know, whether that's it's an emergency or maybe it's just a busy month and all of a sudden you end up traveling more than you thought you know, a common month, and this is the time of the year when I hear this question most often, it's after the holidays. The holidays, we're, we're eating more, we're spending more, we're traveling more, we're buying gifts. There's just all kinds of things that happen during the holidays that we didn't, you know, maybe we should foresee them, but they sneak up on us. And that happens to me too. Things sneak up on us. And, and so, we might have a, a month or a week where we just blow this thing out of the water. So how do we get back after we overspend? And I think this is one of the beautiful parts of budgeting monthly. And we talk about a lot about this idea that we should be budgeting every month. Not, not forever, but just until we die. We just need to budget. Stupid dad joke. We need to budget every month. And one of the beautiful parts about that is that sometime between 1 and 30 days from now, we get a fresh start. So even if you've had a bad month and you blew it up, when the next month comes, the slate is clean. That is so beautiful because we make mistakes. We're going to make mistakes. My wife, Sarah, and I, we've been married for 12 years, and there are some months where Sarah is really excited to get to the next month because she's ready to put this one behind her and get a fresh batch of money to spend, to give, and to save. And so just knowing if we're budgeting every month, and we should be, that we get a new start at the first of every month. And that alone should give us so much grace in this that we're not going to be haunted by our spending decisions for months or years from now. Now, we if we blow it up so bad that it cuts deep into our life and there's some real consequences, that's another story. But just run-of-the-mill overspending, it's going to happen. And so the good news is we start at next month, we start fresh, 
And if we're budgeting and we're, we're tracking, we know what we overspent on. So we have two options. When we overspend, we have two options. Number one, we might just not have been as disciplined as we should at that category. Or number two, we should have budgeted more for that category. And I see this a lot with, with groceries and with childcare and things like that, where families month after month, they'll overspend and they'll say, we need to do a better job at not spending. And I always say, no, no, no. The point isn't to spend less. The point is to spend better. And so for a lot of people, that might look like that should be a little red flag saying, hey, guys, maybe you're not spending, maybe you're not budgeting enough. Maybe you need to budget more for groceries or child care or you fill in the blank for your family. Maybe for dining out, maybe for travel, whatever that is. So just because you go over your budget, don't immediately think to yourself, that just means I need to spend less. Sometimes we need to give ourselves the freedom to think to ourselves, maybe we need to budget more. And so knowing is half the battle. And so we just need to be aware. And if we're budgeting and tracking, we are aware. And we know we're spending this much. So let's just say groceries is a good example. You've overspent on groceries the last three months. We have to ask ourselves, okay, are we just being negligent here? Or do we really need to budget more? And you can go back and look and look, how much did you spend the last three months? And when you do that, you might have an obvious answer that slaps you right in the face that says, well, I think we need to, we need to budget more. And so we do. And then we, we, we make the thing right and we just move on with life. We don't beat ourselves up and we don't dwell on it. The other thing I always talk about with overspending is if you overspend, it doesn't mean your life is going to be significantly hindered because of that. That's not how, that's not how it's supposed to work. That's why we keep a, a cushion in our checking account because we're not, we're not spending all the money in our account. We're just spending the money we're earning that month. So let's just say we overspend by $200 in a given month. And you think to yourself, oh, I went over by $200. I wish I wouldn't have. Well, if you only had $100 in your bank account at the beginning of the month, you might be overdrawn or you result to the credit cards. But if you had 2000 of cushion, at the end of the month, you'd have 1800 of cushion. Now, you still overspent by 200 but... A $2,000 cushion versus an $1,800 cushion is not the end of the world. It doesn't significantly impair your life. And so we need to have that cushion. We need to have the intentionality. And we get that fresh start every month. So I hope that helps. Number two, how does your mindset affect your financial life? And I've received a handful of, of similar questions and they really stem from a few different things that I'm seeing a lot of right now in, in social media, in, in the real world. There's, there's a couple different camps of people. You know, there's the camp of people. And maybe before I answer that, I'm going to say your mindset affects your financial life an awful lot. If you think you are a victim and you think that you're screwed and you think the world is set up against you, you're going to be right. You are going to be right. If you think you can't succeed, you're not going to succeed. Now, there are things against us. There are things in the system that are hurting us. 
there are things that are structured in a way that we are not the beneficiary of. That is true. That stuff does happen. And it happens differently to different people. Different people have different versions of that in different severities. So I'm not going to say that doesn't happen. It does happen. But ultimately, we still have to embrace whatever opportunity we have. And if we, if we believe deep down that we've already lost, then we've already lost. You can't think that you're absolutely screwed and then find a way to win and succeed. That just doesn't happen. And so the alternative is we recognize there are some obstacles in our way. We recognize there's some things going against us. And if we really believe we can win, we can win. And it's not about I know I'm going to win or, or pie in the sky. or I, you know, it's, it's really about, about knowing that, yeah, there's an opportunity here for me to do good things. And I believe I can do good things. And then if you believe that and you set out and you, you take the steps, that's important. We have to take the steps. Then we will likely succeed. Now, will we succeed at, at, you know, at 100% level or at 75 or 50? I don't know. Every situation, every month is different. But if we believe we can succeed and we put the work in accordingly, we will succeed to some level. But there's also the people that speak it. They, they like to speak it into existence. And they'll say, I am going to have a million dollars. Or I am going to make 200000 by the end of this year. Or I am going to this. Or I'm going to be blessed with that. And they say, I'm going to speak it into existence. And there's so many people that do this right now. I don't get it. I don't get it. Speaking something into existence. That's not how it works. We can't just say something is going to happen and then we step back and we wait for it to happen. That's not how it happens. We have to do the work. We have to have a plan. We have to put one foot in front of the other and we have to go execute. And so somebody will say, well, and this has happened. They'll say, well, Travis, it's possible that I will make $2 million this year. Yeah, it's possible, but it's highly unlikely, and you speaking it is not going to do one bit of difference to make that happen. If you're making $40,000 a year, and you, you saying you're going to make $2 million this year is not going to make you make $2 million this year. But if you have a plan, and you have a purpose and you put one foot in front of the other, and you put in the hard work, you're, you're probably going to be making more than 40. Are you going to be making 2 million? I don't know. Probably not. But it's not about, it shouldn't be about speaking this, this big obscene thing into existence and then waiting for it to happen because there's a good chance we're going to be frustrated and angry and let down and defeated. But if we put one foot in front of the other, we will get closer to where we want to be. There's also, also this other thing I see a lot. I'm a Christian, and I see this a lot in the Christian world. And I'm not going to point fingers on, on where this comes from. But this whole idea that 
if I give, I'm going to get. When I give this money away, I'm going to be blessed tenfold. Or when I do this, then this is what's going to happen to me. That's called prosperity gospel. That's not how it works. I think it's really been toxic to a lot of people. We don't give money because we're going to get money back. We give money because it's the right thing to do. We give money because it's about something bigger than us. We give money because we can make a difference in people's lives. And if you're giving money because you expect it to come back to you financially, you need to really check your heart on that. That's not how it works. That's not, that's not what God promises us. God doesn't say, if you give, he will return financially to us. God's, and God says he will make us rich. But God making us rich does not mean money. That's where we're so confused. We make everything about money. It's not about money. Being blessed and God making us rich, that's not financial. It can be, but that's not what, what the, the conversation is here. Because again, it's not about money. Money's never about money. It's always about something bigger. And so if we're giving or we're doing certain things in expectation that it will bless us tenfold or fivefold or whatever, that's not how it works. And that's not how it's supposed to work. And people can see through that. If you're being generous because you believe there's something in it for you, that's not good. And that's not attractive to people. If you give and there's an expectation that you're going to receive anything, that's not actually called generosity. That's called a transaction. And so, yeah, I believe our money mindset really affects our, our life, our mindset and how we look at life and how we look at this money stuff. I really believe. I also believe maybe one other thing. I also believe if our mindset is that more money will make us happy, we will probably not be happier. Because the problem with more is that every time you get more, more is still, well, more. And so it's, it shouldn't be about having more. And if your mindset is that money doesn't make us happy after our bills are met, after our needs are met, after there's food on the table, we have a place to live, we have, we have heat, we have clothes, we can get around however we need to get around transportation-wise. Once that happens and we know that more money won't make us happy, it changes everything. It changes everything. And this is the biggest thing I get hate about online. People blast me for this, for saying this. But it's been proven true over and over and over again that once our basic needs are met, plus a little bit more, more can't make us happy. And if we believe that, I promise you, I promise you, if you come to believe that, it will change everything. It will change literally everything. That mindset alone changes everything. All right, here's the third question of the day. Travis, I can't invest a lot of money today. It's frustrating. I know I need to invest X, but I can only invest Y. What should I do? I think this is a fantastic question because I think we have a lot of young adults that listen and young adults may not have a lot of margin. We only have what we have. And so there's this mindset that we can have a defeated attitude 
Because all we're doing is we look at everybody online and everybody online is bragging about how much they're investing. And so we look at our situation and be like, oh, I can't, I can't do that. I can't do that today. I have to do X, Y, Z, and, and I have these responsibilities, and I have this on me today, and I just can't. Um, or, or as somebody else so eloquently puts it, and, and I used an example recently on social media, and I was trying to point out the impact of fees in our investing, and I said, if, if you're a 25-year-old couple and you invest 1000 a month, blah, 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 and um, I had some great comments about, F you, Travis, nobody can invest $1,000, you are an idiot, what world are you living on? You know, um, screw you and, and all the other expletives. Um, I get a lot of that too. So here's my answer to this question. I can't invest a lot of money right now. I know I need to invest X, but I can only invest Y. What should I do? Here's what we should do. We should start. All we can do is all we can do. But starting is the hard part. Increasing it down the road, that's not that hard. It may take some time, it may take some intentionality, and it may take some transition in some different aspects of our life. But the most important thing in this investing journey is just to start. If, if you can afford 20 bucks this month, invest 20 bucks. If you can invest 200 bucks, invest 200 bucks. But just committing to starting is, is a big thing. And this is the part that so many people look back on years later and they regret. And one of the biggest things I hear from adults is they, they say, Travis, I wish I would have started when I was younger. And a lot of you are that younger. You are that younger person. You're the younger version of them. And so starting is such a big deal. And so my encouragement is don't, don't dwell on the amounts. Don't dwell on... This, this calculator says I need this and this and this and this. Just focus on starting. Make sure, make sure you, you have your budget in a way that you have a reasonable amount of needs. And maybe you need to check your inflation on your, on your lifestyle to see, you know, are your needs too high? And look at your wants and say, okay, what, are, what wants are really important to me? And do I need to cut some wants? Or maybe do I need to refocus some wants? Am I giving generously? If I'm giving, if I'm giving, then great. Am I out of debt? Maybe we need to get out of debt. But there's a lot of pieces to that. But then we say, okay, how much can I invest this month? If you go back to question one, every month is a new month. And so this month, you might only be able to invest 20 bucks. But next month, it might be 300. And the month after that, it might be 100. And the month after that, it might be 700. I don't know. But all we can do is all we can do. And every month is a clean slate. And your mindset matters. If you believe that you can move this thing forward and you can progress and you don't feel like you're just screwed or, or the world is against you and that, that there's no sense in trying because you've already lost, if you can just get that piece right and be intentional and start, you will have some success. You will. And so that's my encouragement. I hope that helps. But, but just finding ways to start investing will move the needle. And once you start, once you're in the rhythm, it will help you motivate to figure out, okay, do I, do I need to make some more income? Do I need to readjust some of my expenses? And then you will find your way through that. But just get that thing started and get it moving along 
and trust that it will work itself out as you go. I hope that helps. Well, that's all I have for today. If you have any questions, we would love to hear your questions. We'd love to talk about it on the podcast or just message you individually. You can find us on Instagram, Meaning Over Money. You can find me, Travis Shelton, on Instagram. You can find our YouTube channel. And as a reminder, we're starting to post our full videos on YouTube. We're starting with our old stuff that we have video for, but eventually we'll be releasing audio and video simultaneously. Cole's a filmmaker, so the quality is astounding, even though you have to look at me, but the quality of the video is great. So come check us out on YouTube. And of course, you can find Meaning Over Money, which is our financial course for young adults, where we teach young adults how to live for the meaning and not for the money. That's at meaningover.money. And if you decide to buy a course from us, please don't pay full price. You can get 25% off by using the promo code podcast25, podcast25. And if you're not interested in that, that's okay. We're just glad that you're here and we hope this continues to add value to your journey. Take care, guys. Bye.